I'm your host, Stephanie Martinez Rivera, and you are listening to the Joy Found Here podcast. I am obsessed with reminding my fellow mamas, queens, badass babes, ladies and girls that perfection is just a word, not a lifestyle. Multitasking is overrated. Comparison is a theft of happiness. And yes, you can put yourself first. Oh, and by the way, for optimum results, you should. I'm a New York girl from a small town, part-time badass, proud mama bear times three. I've seen 60 full turns of the sun. I've learned the importance of how kindness begins with you and your self-talk. Join us each week as we help you navigate both the messy and the magical season of this crazy ride called life. Real stories that remind us to reclaim your power. The sun does come out after the shitstorm. A good cry can be cleansing and We really don't know who sits on top of the mountain of judgment. Sit back, plug in, fill up your cup. This is your time. Remember, you've always had the power. Welcome to Joy Found Here. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. So when I talk really slow like that, you know my level of excitement is tough to be contained. Today, Amanda Yoa. I love anyone that describes themselves as a hype woman. Don't we all want one of them in our corner? And I think a lot of times we have to learn to be our own. Surround yourself with a couple good ones, obviously, but confidence. We play small. Why? When we shouldn't. Because we're not designed for that. We're designed to be out there. No problem. So, We're going to talk about, oh my goodness, bold, hype, confidence, and God only knows where else we're going to go, but I just want to kind of get started with her right away. And so with that, I say thank you, Amanda, for being here. Thank you. Thank you. I want to know all about you, all about, she's a coach, she's a podcaster, she's a speaker, she's an author. I only get the best. And no exception today. Thank you so much for being here. Awesome. What an awesome introduction. Well, so much. You know, when you are, when you are those things, it makes it easy. I mean, that is true. (laughs) That is true. Overachiever. (laughs) That's all right. Check this box. Oh, wait, she does. Oh, what? She does that too. So first, and let's get started. You have to tell us about you anywhere you want to start. Every time when somebody introduces me, It's Mm -hmm. like, it literally fills my heart and reminds me like, you did the thing. Because hearing those things, podcaster, speaker, women's performance coach, best-selling author, I would have never thought that any of those things were going to be possible for me. I'm 37 years old. Let me preface that by saying I'm 37 years old. So I kind of started adulthood being a shell of a person. And not really having direction, not really knowing what was for me, not really knowing who I was, quite honestly. I was just this girl from Philly who had a very thick accent and I was very unhappy. You know, I had anxiety, depression. I was 300 pounds because I ate my feels. That was the only way I knew how to deal with my crap. Mm -hmm. So I just threw everything that life threw at me. I became, I was an avid people pleaser and I just became this shell of a person. And I I masked my unhappiness in my early 20s with a lot of drinking, partying. At that time, that was my identity. I was the life of the party. But as I got older, 
I realized I couldn't carry on that identity anymore. And my life kind of snowballed into marriage and I should say a good way, you know, I'm I'm still (laughs) in that same marriage, people. So I'm not going to say anything. She wasn't getting pelted with ice balls in the face. It worked out. It worked out. Yeah, it all worked out. That was my my one constant (laughs) with my husband. But my life snowballed into marriage and having my daughter. And that was my first red flag. I realized, okay, well, for the first time in my life, I follow through with something. I birthed a human. Here she was, beautiful, all eight Mm -hmm. pounds, nine ounces of her. Mm, My goodness. So, you know, go me, right? I know, my first birth, too. I know. (laughs) I go big or go home. What can I say? Um, (laughs) So I had her and I thought, wow, go you, Amanda. Like, you finally Mm -hmm. did something and followed through because I led my life up into that point of trying to become, you know, I went to school right out of high school, nursing school wasn't for me. Wanted mm-hmm. to be a police officer wasn't for me, especially in the mm-hmm. city of Philadelphia. Tried so many things and I just felt like I was fitting a round peg in a square hole. So for the first time in my life, I birthed this human and I felt accomplished. But at the same time, I felt completely scared because I knew and I remembered back from when I was a child, it wasn't so much what people said to me. It was who they were to me. Mm. And I thought to myself, who am I going to be to this little girl? What is she going to look at and take in from me? I have to make a change here because I'm not living up to my full potential. I'm not even living or doing what I want to be doing. And I'm Mm -hmm. certainly not the woman that I want to be. So I always attribute my journey, my revolution towards finding my purpose living a life that feels authentic and fun and joyful to me, to her, because she was my first red flag. I knew I had to get up and do something. And that journey was really tough at first. And a few years later, I lost my father-in-law. It was like my first tragic end of life that I've Mm -hmm. ever experienced. He died of lung cancer. And, you know, he was 59 years old. And Mm -hmm. I realized this man was very much not ready to leave this earth, right? And I thought to myself, life is not promised. It's not. We could be here today and gone tomorrow. So, Amanda, what are you doing with your life? It's now or never. Get up and do something for yourself. It's not going to be easy. Nothing worth doing is easy. So that sent me forth on my revolution, as I like to call it. Picture me Mm -hmm. with my flag of myself just running Mm -hmm. through the trenches and basically tackling myself. Because at the end of the day, we can all have our experiences and this, that and the other, but it was really everything that I gathered from those experiences and molded Mm -hmm. into this version of myself that I didn't want to be. So I took myself along that journey. And I found the most amazing person behind Mm -hmm. all of that. And now I live out doing what I love, sharing my experiences with authenticity and realness to impact other women to do the same for themselves, knowing that life is not promised. It doesn't matter how young or old we are. You can always change your life and live a life that feels authentic and real to you doing what you want to do. But most importantly, being who you want to be in that doing. And present day, here I am. Okay, let's start (laughs) with wow. I almost want to drop the mic now. Say, hey, thanks everyone for listening. I bring nothing to the table. Did I tell you? Or I did told I tell you. you. I no, no. I told you I was a delivered. talker. No, there were. 
no disappointments here. Believe me. She <laughs> said she was so much, so much. Yeah. So interesting. First of all, you're the age of my oldest daughter. And it's almost like you you were the square peg looking for the round hole or the round hole looking for the square peg. But you knew you were looking for something. You were still on your journey, not realizing you were on the journey type thing. And I love that you didn't just conform. And you might have even checked it up as, oh, well, I, you know, well, that sucks. That did that didn't work out. And maybe I'm a quitter, maybe I'm a this. But you were just looking, you know, you were looking for the right pair of shoes that not only looked great, but felt great. Mm. And, you know, when you yeah. finally find that, you rock it. You knew what you didn't want which is always so easy for us, you know, because, well, I don't want this and I don't want that, but damn it, I don't know what I want. And, you know, obviously you had some awakenings. And I do think that when you do have a close loss at any point in life, it just readjusts your morality scale. And you realize, yeah, why are we still fucking around here? Why am I going to wait till this? Or, well, you could have easily like, well, I have a daughter, you know, like, let me, let me just raise her and then I'll take care of me. You did it in the order where you knew who you wanted to be or what your daughter needed. And then let me find Amanda to get there. I love that you brought that up too, because I get mixed feelings from other Mm -hmm. people when it comes to my age and the things that I talk about and people my age, my friends, you know, they always call me like a wise old owl. And I always felt like an old soul. Like Mm -hmm. even the time from when I was a little girl, I always loved surrounding myself with older people on a spiritual level. um, I won't try to get too woo woo here, but I'd like to think that I've been here many a times and done this life thing many of times. Right. But I get mixed emotions from people. Sometimes people who are older, will say what you speak on is a truth and I'm going through that now. And -hmm. I think that has a lot to do with like generational influences and women who were in their fifties or even their sixties, they had to live through that generational influence of martyrdom of, you know, you need to take care of this and, you know, you take, you put your kids first and you put your house first, everything's first and you're last. Mm -hmm. Right. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I've seen that in my own family and I realized I was holding on to things that I learned through that. And I wasn't going to pass that on to my daughter. So I thought to myself, well, why don't I just do the work now and figure out what's for me now so I can lead by example. And I think it it goes back to always knowing from the time that I was a little girl that I was meant to impact people. I remember being a little girl and having my I had this little toy microphone and used to sing in it. And I would sit up all my stuffed animals and just talk in front of mm-hmm. them. So I always knew I was meant to make an impact. And I kind of just lost myself in that process of knowing how to do that. And, you know, through my journey of finding myself, I found my way. But it really just goes to show that no matter what your age, you can always live a life that's meant for you. And, you know, as far as doing what I'm doing at 37 years old, I have, like I said, mixed emotions. Some people are like, well, what do you know about life? And I, to that, I just say, well, if you put your ego aside, correct, well, maybe you'll correct. pick up some of the things that I'm putting down and apply it mm-hmm. to what you're doing now, because you're obviously living an unhappy life. You're maybe an empty nester. And now you're looking at, well, what's for me? Wait a minute. Correct. 
Yeah. What am I doing? Yeah. What did I do with my life? I'm young. I'm old. It's a number. It's simply a number. And your awakening came at a time where your daughter and any other, you know, if you build your family or what have you, they're only going to know that part. Like they're not going to say, well, you know, she used to be, eh, but now, now she's so much better. They're only going to know this version, the new and improved. And a lot of times, so I'm 62. And I had, I'll say, my awakening, yeah, mid-40s, three kids. My middle one was getting ready to go to college. And it was, uh, who the hell am I? Because I had always been married young, somebody's wife, somebody's mother, somebody, you know, oh, you're Jeanette's mom, you're Greg's mom, you're Marissa's mom. Hi, I'm Stephanie. And it took me years to find me. And then what emerged was the person I always knew was there. But you follow the line, you don't step out of the line, you follow what they do, you follow what they say, until it doesn't make sense anymore for yourself. That's right. And then what comes out of it is the butterfly emerging. And I'm wondering if you found during your change, during your emerging, people's reactions, because, hey, where's fun-loving, I mean, like, come on, where is that life of the party? Yeah, well, I'm still the life of the party. Correct, exactly. Just in a different way. And here's the thing, too, because I feel like if there are women listening who are maybe stepping into doing something new and unknown, stepping into who they really want to be, that can be a scary thing within itself. And it takes Mm -hmm. and requires a lot of courage and grit. And there's going to be people around you that you feel are, are supposed to be supportive of that. And there you it comes as a surprise that they're not. Mm-hmm. And to that, I say, fuck them. If I can yeah. say that. You, uh, well, <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, <laughs> because here's the thing. When you are changing your life, when you're up leveling your life, you need to be very intentional on who you surround yourself with and who you share the things that you're doing with, because not everybody, no matter how close they are to you, is going to be able to be supportive of you because you may be doing something and you may put it on to yourself. You know, like you might go up and say, hey, I'm thinking about doing this or I started making changes for myself and I'm going to start being more assertive and blah, 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 or just in that interaction with that person, implementing those new confidence, setting boundaries, whatever it may be, that person might be a little taken back and say they might not be as welcoming to this new version of you, right? Sometimes it can make you second guess. Am I doing the right thing? Is this Mm -hmm. the right version of me that I should be? And to that, I say, yes, it is. And what you're doing in that experience with that person is you're making them uncomfortable because you're mirroring a version of themselves that they're not able to reach. You're doing things that are outside of their comfort zone that maybe they're too scared to do. And they're not going to be able to support you the way that you would want to be supported. Right away, they're going to come at you with, mm, I don't know about Are you that. sure? Yeah. Not your best not look. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, <laughs> be very intentional on who you surround yourself with. That's why I'm a big proponent for communities of women. If you have a vision for yourself and who you want to be, look for communities within your area of people who are already doing the thing 
who are already being the person, because mm-hmm. those are the people who are going to be able to support you to up level to that version of yourself that you want to be. I say always look for people who are three, five, seven steps ahead, ahead of the game. And that's who you share your dreams and visions, because that's where you're going to see those dreams and visions blossom. And that's where you're going to see your growth. And also to that point, a lot of times they've been where you are Mm -hmm. and they could definitely offer some validation, some encouragement when you really start to question and second guess. You know, they're like, yep, nope, stay in the thick of it. It's going to be achieved for a while, but then it really gets nice. Yeah. And, I, you know, I, I feel like we always need that. I'm not saying I'm on the top of the hill right now looking down at everybody by any means. I don't feel like we're ever, you know, we're I don't never there. Look, yeah, I don't I don't feel like I, I don't like to look at life that way. Like you reach the top and you're looking down on people. I like to think we're all shoulder to shoulder. We're just experiencing different things and we mm-hmm. can all support each other in, in different ways. And if you see someone out there now, you may be listening to this and being like, well, maybe I'm the person that's getting triggered by that person that. It's in my life Mm -hmm. that's out there doing the thing and making changes. To that, I say a trigger is wonderful if you're willing to do the work and turn that trigger into inspiration. Otherwise, that trigger is going to keep being a trigger and you're going to be resentful and bitter and all the funky feelings that you really don't want to feel. But it's up to you if you see that person doing the thing and becoming the person and they're triggering you. Look at that and ask yourself, why is this person getting under my skin? Why is what Mm -hmm. they're doing bothering me so much? Because maybe there's something there for you as well. We're never done doing the work. There's things that I'm doing right now and stepping into that scare the living shit out of me. But I always say, make it messy and do it scared. Because Mm -hmm. that's where you really see exciting changes in your life when you're able to make it messy. And by messy, I mean, take messy action. Because what is perfection? You know, I was going to say just right. Yeah, just taking the the action, just doing it, try it out. Doesn't matter if it's not done. And that Canva template is not perfect or anything like that. Put it out there because a lot of times there's a thousand people looking on the inside saying, God, I've always wanted to do that. And yet you're like, oh, Don't even look at it. Don't, you know, it's just the first draft. Yeah. And I love to put myself out there that way too, because I don't want people to look at me and be like, oh, she has it all together. And because I feel like I've been in in their shoes before where I've looked at someone who has everything perfect and polished Mm -hmm. and I'm a go-getter. And a lot of times symptoms of go-getters are perfectionism, imposter syndrome, Mm -hmm. you know, like who am I Mm -hmm. to do that? You know, and it's just all ways of us keeping ourselves in our comfort zone. So I always like to preach, make it messy, take messy action. Because if you got it right the first time, what wisdom would you have? You wouldn't have anything. So we fail forward. We learn through our failures. We're not a failure. Failure is just an act is action that we're taking that Mm -hmm. is teaching us the right way to go. I've done speaking engagements where I'm driving myself there and I'm in my head Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. what if we do this or What if nobody understands us because we have this thick Philly accent and we talk too fast sometimes? (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, you just have to do it. And because let me tell you, the feeling that you get Mm. when you finally do the thing always trumps the feelings that are holding you back. Or the stories or the stories, again, the untrue stories written in our head. 
hasn't happened yet, but here's how it will happen. Like I will crash and burn and then they will laugh at me. Then it'll be on, on Instagram before like all of that. And yet you're so true. The minute that you do complete it scared, nervous, like all of those feelings, it's unbeatable. First, by the time you're done giving yourself a high five, you go, girl, look at you. Even if you are the only one saying it, you still say it. It's funny. I mean, I definitely had that whole experience when I started the podcast a couple of years ago and something I always wanted to do. My kids got tired of hearing me talk about it. I talked a good line of shit. I really, oh, yeah, oh, I'm going to have a podcast. Oh, it's going to be, oh, I don't know. It's going to be this, it's going to be that. Yeah. Whatever. Until an eight week course said, okay, then you have to do it. And things are time sensitive, time sensitive deadlines. Like what the hell? That's not how Stephanie operates. Stephanie operates in Stephanie time. And well, yes, you know, I was turning 60. And at what point is this girl going to get started? Scariest thing ever on the ledge a thousand times cry probably more in that eight week period than I had. And I can't even tell you how long. But the day that it came out, my funny story on the day that my podcast was released, everyone was listening to it very encouraging. I didn't listen to it at first. And then I go to lunch and I'm like, okay, I'm going to listen to it in my car. That's where I listen to all of my podcasts. And I put it on and I don't realize because I think I was listening to it on Spotify that the speed is set for something and it was it was like at half speed and i'm listening to it and i'm like oh my god i sound like i woke up at the bar and they just put a microphone in front of me and i'm talking like it was so slow and so i call my daughter like in a panic i'm like did you hear she goes oh my god it sounded so good i'm like are you just being kind because i sound like i'm still sitting at the bar with last night's beer like what in the world And finally, I figure out the speed and I'm like, oh, it does sound good. But my initial reaction was, let me crawl under a rock. But I said, are they just lying to me? I got all these wonderful texts. So you have to go through all of that. It's all part of it. The highs and the lows. As you said earlier, if you got it on the first try, what are you learning? No lessons, no motivation to improve on anything. So that's why I love the messy and do it scare. Yeah. It's never going to be the right time for anything. No, it's not. So you do a little discovery. You get on this wonderful journey of enlightenment and discovery and Another reason why I wanted to talk to you. So did you seek out community as you spoke of? Did you seek out a coach? Doing work is hard work. So what little trail did you take? I took the woo trail. I still consider myself very much in the woo. I feel many, if not all of us, have a, Mm -hmm. a, a woo side, whether it's our religion. It really comes down to knowing that there is something else other than our brain, Mm -hmm. which is a very powerful thing that can guide us in the right direction. And I always say it starts out as a quiet whispers. Listen to that Mm -hmm. quiet whisper Mm because the the noise is up in here, right? Like up in our head. But there's a quiet whisper that will say, no, that's not right. 
You are that person. You can do the thing. And over time, if you start listening to that version of him or her, she becomes a loud roar. And she's the one that's now in charge of telling this person up here in the head, take a seat. I'm driving this. I'm driving this bus now. Yeah. You know, so for me, it was really connecting with my soul, realizing that there was more to me than this narrative that I kept up in my head. I did that through finding what I feel we're all born with as spiritual beings having a human experience. You know, those energies of love and compassion and grace, just having those and applying those to our lives, giving yourself grace and realizing Mm -hmm. that, okay, your past is your past. Are we going to look at it and keep telling ourselves this story that's beating us up and making us feel like shit and keeping us stuck? Or are we going to look back and realize that those experiences we had were for a purpose Mm -hmm. and there's something deeper there that we can dig out and use to set us forward to become the version of us that we want to become and do the things that we want to do, right? So it's being able to have the courage to look back at some of the darkest moments. And that was really hard for me to do. And to give yourself grace and to have compassion for yourself and realizing it's okay if you did this, that, and the other, and you didn't follow through and you label yourself as a failure. It's okay. Because that was that happened for a purpose. Mm-hmm. Now let's go find the purpose, right? And finding that love for yourself again and that joy of what lights you up. And the gratitude thing, gratitude was like the first thing that I ever did that Mm -hmm. really, I mean, I was at a place in my life where I would sit down at the end of the night. My daughter was in bed. It was like my me time. I would sit down, Mm -hmm. put the TV on and all of a sudden go into a panic attack. I don't wish a panic attack on my worst enemy. It feels like you're dying. And I had multiple. It got to the point where I was having multiple a day. It feels like you're having a heart attack. You know, I just got to this point where I was desperate for something and I was scrolling on Pinterest and I seen this gratitude through the senses. Mm -hmm. I thought, hmm, that's pretty interesting because it's really hard when you're stuck in that mindset of, Mm -hmm. you know, your chaos and everything happening Mm -hmm. to you. Mm -hmm. It's hard Mm -hmm. for you to take yourself out of that and see what's happening for you. And gratitude opens the door to that. So every morning I would wake up and be like, oh, I'm grateful for the way how comfortable my bed feels. I'm grateful for the smell of the guy cutting the grass outside. Mm-hmm, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. grateful for the taste of my coffee. I'm grateful mm-hmm. for seeing my kids run into the bedroom in the morning. And that started to shift my mindset. It opened a door to allow this person in here, you know, and I point into my chest and my mm-hmm. soul to come forward and start speaking her truth. And those energies set me free. They enabled me to find myself to find my voice beyond that narrative in my head and to start shifting that narrative. Does that narrative still come up when I'm doing something new? Absolutely. Our past experiences are very real. They're very valid and they're always going to be there unless you have some sort of machine that wipes out your memory, which I don't have that. So it's about having the tools in those moments when you feel like you're going to get stuck, when you feel like you're going to go back into that mindset of, Mm -hmm. I can't do it. I'm not good enough. I'm not lovable enough. I don't look good enough to tell yourself you go in here to that version of you and your soul and she'll tell you the truth and it sets you forward. Truth bombs galore, my God, take cover. And really when you started reflecting on all of your past actions those were just different versions of you at the time. And 
once you go in and start to learn that part, who you are today isn't who you were perhaps last month, you know, forget last year, forget in your 20s. Now you're in other decades. And, you know, as those start to add up, those are all very different people. And thankfully so. We have this life to keep growing in all different ways, however that looks. And a lot of people, this is my lane. This is where I'm staying. And you'll always, they're there. I get you. Okay, fantastic. I'm always looking, you know, past that little distraction. I'm like, what's what's on the other side over there? I'm just curious. Let's see. Let's see if we can't check that out. I don't want to stay in this lane. There's a turnoff. Let's see where that goes. If we're lucky enough to get back on, okay. And again, it's fine if it's ah, funny story. We tried that. Oh my God, what a shit show that was. That, you know, <laughs> note to self, we'll never do that again. Or yeah. I can't believe I waited so long. Just so, so many options. What I find with you, gratitude, so easy, yet so hard. Because then your eyes really are trained just to be open, open for signs, open for like, oh, right now, Mercury's in retrograde. So there are many, you know, it's a tough 20 days when electronics just go crazy. And we're a world that's so dependent on it. And the, the first time something doesn't happen, or, you know, you're, it's not connecting, you know, that's really weird. How come that happened? Oh, Mercury's in retrograde. Okay. Yeah. I Okay, step away. I'm not going to get frustrated. Whatever the reason is, there's a reason. I wonder where the lesson is. What can I learn? And the retrograde is a good time to do that. A lot of people think the retrograde is is about the electronics and all that, mm-hmm. which it is. I mean, I can't tell you how many times but that's the thing. Yeah. It's forcing you to stop yep. and just be in a world of constant doing. We're doing this. We're doing that. We don't realize we suppress everything that we have going on to it starts affecting us on a deeper emotional and even physical level. Like, look at me having the panic attacks. You know, it got mm-hmm. to me where I was having a physical experience from everything that I kept mentally inside. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. retrogrades are a great time to just stop and be, to look at your life, be intentional, look at everything you have going on, figure out, okay, well, you know, I'm really not liking this. And this relationship's got me feeling a certain type of way. So maybe I got to set a boundary there. And why am I feeling triggered by this person? So it's a great opportunity to look at everything around you and make some shifts. I say that like it's simple. Growth is always hard. But like I said, nothing worth doing is easy. But yeah, great growth opportunities during a retrograde. But yeah, watch out for your electronics, people. Watch out. Exactly. (laughs) So... You coach and then talk to me about the podcast. First, the name of the podcast. Yeah, so um, I do. I am a women's performance coach. I have some things coming up. Stay tuned for that. I love doing group programs because mm-hmm. I'm all about building community and just, you know, having that support and mm-hmm. accountability. I have right now, it's a free accountability group. We meet on Mondays and Fridays starting in September because my kids go back and then I have the whole day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't wait. So that'll start in September. We can really focus on that building that community where people can hold themselves accountable to their growth, be supported in their visions and their dreams, you know, talk about different topics, share their wins, 
share their hardships, whatever it may be, and just know that there's always going to be a space for them to do that and to feel supported in that. So that's my next level women accountability group. You can find that over on in my bio on Instagram, amandayoa.official. And then I have my podcast, which is Staying Inspired with Amanda Yoa. We're pumping out weekly inspo and LOL through raw and real lived human experience. I've actually just shifted my podcast. I really digged this time with you, Stephanie, because Mm -hmm. this is the type of conversation that I want to have. And it's a learning experience, right? Mm-hmm. But I, oh, absolutely. I, I thought I was doing my community a disservice by not talking about things that are real and happening in the world, in entertainment, in our lives, and just being able to have candid conversation without a narrative or an agenda, just pumping out the realness and bringing people to talk about not so much what they do, but who they are. That's what means the most to me. And I feel like that's what people will take home. So I've shifted it in that direction. We'll see where mm-hmm. it goes. Like I say, make it messy, do it, scared, learn along the way. That's the mug and the t-shirt, right? damn it. it Go. Is. Yeah, it really yeah. is. It really is. I am working on a merch line as well. Excellent. Excellent. Um, stay tuned for that. Next level women. And if you want to find me, I'm always putting up some crazy Instagram reel. Sometimes I put out some deep wisdom you need for the day, whatever it is. I've been doing Sunday food reviews with my daughter because she loves them being in front of the camera. And a couple people mm-hmm. were like, Amanda, this is like so off brand for you. Why are you putting these food review pictures out? And I said, is it really off brand? I mean, maybe in the approach. But my daughter came to me and said, Mom, like I want to do it, you know, a review. And she wants to show her personality. She wants to put herself Mm -hmm. out there. So who am I to not nurture that and support that? To me, that's the true definition of a hype woman, right? Hype and then not for anything. You know, what started your journey was who am I to her? And again, celebrate your wins. And that's one thing. I mean, I love that whole thing. And you're making a safe space for people. We have to get used to that. High five your freaking self. And like, look at me. For as sometimes bad as I self-speak myself, like, you know, Stephanie, are you fucking, you know, I can't believe you did that. Wah, wah, wah. But when I do something, I'm like, you go, girl. You see that? Okay. I knew it. I knew I could do this and more. I'm the only one saying that to me, usually, because I don't do things for applause. At the end of the day, it is all about us. It's all about you. And without the narrative, we live in a very curated world Mm -hmm. that we're not used to. Even at your young, tender age, your kids, that's all they're going to know. But it's been really cool that I've been alive to see this whole thing play out, to see that like me, I have a pot, like my voice is on the right. I never thought I would do any of that. I thought I would have my little office job. I'd have my window treatment business. That's what I, mm-hmm. Stephanie, the creative. And I still do those in addition to, there's no limit to what we can do. And Amanda, in case anyone hasn't told you that, yes, you're allowed to change and shift. Yes, you get to do that too. So what you start out gets you there. 
And then when you're doing it and you're feeling that tug of, I want a little more, I want a little more. Was there even a word off brand, honestly, until a few years ago? Was there even a word? But it's just, you've always done that. I've done this, check, you know, yay, nay, whatever. I'm on to something else because it doesn't identify you. Yeah, I looked at it. I said to myself, if I were to have like Oprah on my podcast, would I have a whole episode talking about her being Oprah Winfrey and having the Oprah Winfrey show? Right. Right. That woman has experienced so much. She's done so many things that in itself molded this beautiful powerhouse being. I want to know who she is and I want her to bring who she is to the table to these topics that are relatable to my audience because that's the real juice to me while keeping it entertaining because I like to be myself. So, you know, just bringing all that to the table, just really showing who I am and what I do. And knowing that, like you said, it's okay to pivot. I never even thought that I would have a podcast Mm -hmm, myself. mm -hmm. When I started out this journey, I was coaching, one-on-one coaching. That was my focus. That goes to say, when you have like a dream or vision, try not to get hyper-focused on it, having to turn out this way and Mm. be this way and it has to look this way and it has to sound this way and I have to be this way and look this way and sound this way. Realize that there's going to be in those moments of quote-unquote failure, it's really just a pivot. It's a learning mm-hmm. experience. Sure. It's an opportunity that is being shown that is for you. Because I was so hyper-focused on, okay, no, I'm gaining a little interest in this. But no, 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 no. I'm supposed to be a coach. It has to be yeah. like Ah, uh, right? supposed and to it, be. Right, yeah. right. And I was like cutting yeah, yeah. myself off from all of these yeah. amazing things that were happening for me. Right. And when I leaned into that and was like, you know what? This is a joy ride and I'm going to take it. I wound up finding something that literally lights me up like no Mm -hmm. other. Well, maybe except for my husband and my children, but on a professional level, it lights me up like no other. (laughs) And then when you're in the zone and doing what you love, it looks easy because it is easy for the most part. You know, what they don't see is the internal whatever or the work that goes behind what they see either or hear on the microphone or see in the community. But when you're really following the correct path, when you're just on, it's light work. It's light. When it gets a little hard because you keep running into a brick wall and then you're going to come in a little resentful and, you know, this really sucks. I don't even want to be here. Oh, guess what? Everybody's going to see that. But it's just that little nudge of, probably not your path. Why don't you try this one over here? And what you think might be yours, then it's like, this is great. But as you're doing, you're just learning and more things are being revealed. Oh, and now for the next version of Amanda, here's where she's going to go. She doesn't know that part yet. Oh, but she'll get here. Absolutely. And that, you know, a lot of times we hold ourselves back from doing that because we look at outside influences. Like Mm -hmm. I did it myself. It's on my Instagram. Mm -hmm. If you scroll down, I went through a hat phase Mm -hmm. and I had these fedora hats, which were cute, Mm -hmm. but now don't work because I have short hair. But you Um, probably rocked it. Go on. Yeah, Yeah. I did. Uh Uh I look good. But to me, that hat was a symbol of who I needed to be in order to be successful. I had to look this way. I had to sound this way. I had to show up this way. And Mm -hmm. showing up became absolutely exhausting and difficult because I wasn't showing up as me. I was showing up as what I thought I needed to be 
in order to be successful. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when I surrendered and realized the most simplest thing, but at the time was the most difficult thing. Mm -hmm. Amanda, what if we just bring ourselves to the table and see what happens? Something crazy like that. Okay, let me do that and see what happens. And and I blew up because I, I realized that was what people wanted. We're all so unique. They need our realness. Yeah, Mm -hmm. our realness and Mm -hmm. showing up became Mm -hmm. effortless. Like you said, showing up became fun and effortless Mm -hmm. and easy because I was just being me. Yeah. And it brings a lot of validation too, because not everyone can rock a hat. Start there. Mm -hmm. And then if if I'm one of those, oh, I could never be like her. But oh, look at, oh, look how cute her hair looks. And I've always wanted to go short too. And whatever it is, we just think that Maybe it won't be so bad. Power in numbers. Oh, I see somebody that kind of like is dealing with what I'm dealing with. Okay, Mm -hmm. we'll go down this path. We think we're alone. We're really not. And we're all kind of really similar in this particular car ride of life. It's nothing serious about it, but everybody's levels are in different places for sure. Yeah, we're at all different points in our lives, but... I feel we all have the same core beliefs sometimes that holds us back. So don't compare yourself to that person who, like I said, is is maybe three, five or seven steps ahead of the game and and what it is that you're setting out to do. Be inspired by that person. You know, Mm -hmm. look at what they're doing. Who are they being and what they're doing? Right. How can you bring that to the table so that it's unique and authentic to you? Everything always starts with the first step answers. You don't need to know them. No idea because maybe you'll learn like an escape room. Maybe you'll learn how to find the lock in the next clue. All right. Where are we going to find you? We didn't even say that powerhouse that you are. Author, what'd you write? Yeah. I took part in a multi-author book called Becoming New, which reached bestseller list in like 15 or 18 categories. I really love the experience. And for anybody who is thinking like, I'm thinking of writing a book, I got a story. It can be a really intimidating thing, writing a book. It's hard to sit down. You relive a lot of things, you know, the emotions Mm -hmm. come up, Mm -hmm. finding the time to sit down and write. Mm -hmm. So for me, the multi-author approach was a great way to, for anybody who's looking to dip their toes in, Mm -hmm. in the waters to see what it's like to be an author, to write a book. It's a great process because you're supported by the other co-authors. You know, a lot of the books, you know, they'll form groups where you can think of ideas, you know, brainstorm, Mm -hmm. guidance. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. it's a great way to, you know, I'm all about community. So Mm -hmm. I had my community of co-authors and we would sit time to just be on Zoom with one another and just not say a word. And we would all be there writing our story. So I have a chapter in there that is completely Mayan and it was a wonderful experience. Highly recommend it for anybody wanting to start out their journey as becoming an author. And now I can say, you know, I'm a best-selling author. Yeah. Yeah. Not just my story in that book, but the other stories and what these women have overcome. For me, I love having variety. So each chapter is a different story and you have a different takeaway And there's a place where you can connect with those women as well. We give our connection information Mm -hmm. at the end. So if anybody's interested, I believe there's a link in my bio where you can grab yourself a copy of that. But such a great book. And I was really grateful to be a part of it. 
And it is a fun experience. And even again, everybody's got a story. Everybody's got a story. We all came from somewhere and maybe you're satisfied, maybe you're not. Everybody's got a story. And that's what I love about this particular platform and the connections that we make because everybody's got a story and it will resonate. One person, the right person will hear it that day. Oh my goodness. I love this. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Hit me with some, where are we going to find you at? So you can find me over on the gram. That's where I usually hang mm-hmm. out. Instagram, amandayoa.official. I just started the TikTok thing. So mm-hmm. you can find me over there. It's Amanda Yoa. It's all okay. one word. I don't want to open my mm-hmm. TikTok because God knows what's going to play. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll Amanda, check it yeah. out just to make sure. So we have it right in the in the show yeah. notes. Okay. Find me over that's, on TikTok too, doing fun things. And uh-huh. um, yeah, that's where you can find me. Excellent. Excellent. Well, this has been a breath of fresh air. This has been extremely inspiring. I love that you are just beginning in hopefully a very long life. And boy, have we got a lot to learn from you, my friend. Oh, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure being able to talk with you today. I loved our conversation. So thank you for having me. All right, everybody. I want to see those comments. Joyfoundhere.com is that website. Yes, five-star review. I only bring five-star review people. Call me snobby, maybe. That's only who I'm speaking with are five-star reviews. So we would love and appreciate even your written response to what you just heard. These were beautiful, beautiful words of wisdom. Do it messy and do it scared. But more importantly, just do it. Be well until next week. Thank you as always. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already done so, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to head over to joyfoundhere.com for any questions, comments, and feedback. Until next week, keep your head up and your crown straight. You've got this.